Welcome to the IMO podcast. Honest and open conversations with care leavers. Hey, it's Michelle with the IMO podcast and today we are recording in two places at once. I am in South London and our brilliant guest Jojo is dialing in from North London. Jojo, thank you for joining us remotely today. We are super excited to chat to you. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here today. I can't wait to get talking. Now, you are a youth motivational speaker, a body positivity campaigner. You're also an influencer, a video producer and a YouTuber. Tell us a bit about your YouTube channel. On my YouTube channel, I share videos such as care leavers tips. I do weekly vlogs. Um, I do like um, styling videos, fashion videos. I really took my YouTube as like my my expression. So for me now, it's just a place where I can just be, I can be free. I can like talk about what I want and not feel any judgment. I've always been someone that's found it kind of hard to speak to people face to face. Um, just through, I feel like systematically through living in care um, with these meetings with people, it's it's become something that is challenging for me to really confide and, and speak to someone face to face. So I feel like me talking to a camera, it's just a bit more, um, it just lets it become more easy for me. And it's just not intimidating to have conversations. Yeah, that, that definitely makes sense. You talk very openly on YouTube about your life in care, about your experience of moving out and of living alone. What motivated you to want to share your story online? I was in one of my care homes that I was living in and I was like, is anyone else going through this besides me? And at that time, I didn't tell any of my actual close friends from home that I was in care. So it was such a huge secret that I was holding on my chest that I just needed to release. So I thought, you know what? Let's do a video. So I recorded a video, explained everything. It was very emotional, but it was needed for me. I felt like at that time, um, that was my outlet and that's the way I expressed myself. And I think through that video has has led to this this road of becoming a voice for like care leavers. I want to motivate like young people who've been in my same situation and feel like they're not going to make it out because at one point I didn't think that I was ever going to get to this place where I am in today. And it's just like... In those situations at that time, it doesn't feel like you're going to lead anywhere or the road's going to lead anywhere. That sounds really tough. If you think back to that time for a minute, was there anything in particular that helped you move past that feeling of being stuck? Um, I feel like every care, anyone that's been in care or like the system just always remembers like pathway plan and it's a plan that is put in place to kind of think about your goals long term and I used to hate those meetings when I was in in my care home because it was such a meeting where I would have so little say and I would have my social worker and all these other people making these big decisions for me. And I always used to be so shy and scared to speak up for myself when reality, that was the time and place for me to speak up. So for me, after being in that place, I had to think of things long term. What did I want to achieve? What did I want to do um, once I left the system? And and just really put in little small goals that I could achieve for me to actually be successful. So that could have been for me going to college, going to university, finding a job. These little things um, just lead up to just like becoming, I would say becoming free really, becoming to to live into your own. I feel like... um, People feel like just because you're in care, that's like all that you are. That's a part of my life. But that would never be the whole of it. Yeah, of course. 
Well, it certainly sounds like you haven't let it define you in the slightest. And I think our listeners will really be able to identify with what you've just said. Of course, this is something you've talked about on the BBC as well, which is actually where we at IMO first came across your story. Can you tell us what it was like to go from uploading videos to YouTube to sharing your story on national television? Not many people look into the care system. I feel like when people think of care system, they think of Tracy Beak and they feel like it's all fun and games. And as much as Tracy Beaker has her trauma and stuff like that, what you see on TV, it's, it's, it's nowhere like what, you know, living in a real care home is like in in today's society so for me to be put on the bbc it really gave me a chance to become that voice and really share but i feel like this this image of the care system is not 100 percent correct so for me to do something like that and, and not even just one but do a multiple array of videos was really like joe this is this is like amazing and more people need to know about this so you mentioned Tracy Beaker and its inaccurate representation of the care system. Can you tell us a little bit about how your experience differed from that? Residential was just, oh, it was, it was different. It was a whole bunch of personalities. It was this, oh, it was, it was, oh, I can't even put it into words. It was just crazy. Like so many different people from different backgrounds coming together. I felt like I didn't know what I was going into because I was... In my previous homes, I was just like the one, there was only like two people. So I went from living in a house of like two to three people to like going to like five, seven. I had so many amazing friends, but I feel like just maintaining that was very hard because I was always moving around. You've spoken quite a bit on your YouTube channel about leaving care and making the jump to living by yourself. What was that like? I moved from my care home into a semi-independent and I think I was about to turn 18 and I was, once again, I'm someone that's always... Um, spoke about having a plan and, and I was like, you know what, as soon as I turn 18, I want to be out of here, I want to be in my semi-independent flat. And at that point, I don't think my social workers or anyone's were really kind of in contact with me because of just like uh, one minute I would have one worker and that instability of having anyone that I could rely on. So I was speaking to someone from my local authorities and I was like, okay, I want to move. And I didn't even tell the house member. I just told my... Um, social worker to call the house manager to let them know that I'm leaving and I they thought they literally thought I was throwing rubbish down the stairs in black bags and that was me throwing all of my clothes and stuff in in on the floor in the hallway and then two hours later a van came and I was like okay I'm off now and and that's how I transitioned because I, I I didn't like the way I was being treated and it was just like I knew I knew where I wanted to be and I knew that this is my time now. I'm not going to let this experience define me. I want to go on, I want to go and live my life and, and, and kind of cl- close this chapter. So I moved into my first flat, which I'm still in here now where we're recording this today. And the transition from that was quite smooth. I moved in, um, it was nice. And then bam, reality hit, budgeting, money, struggles. And it was like, wow, this is a lot like wow, I've got to set up the sky, I've then got to do my food shop, I've then got to live a life and a social life and be able to get to um, uni, work, college. That sounds really overwhelming. It's definitely a lot to have to deal with. It was a lot. I was in rent arrears. If anything happens, break-in or something breaks, I had no savings behind me. And now I'm just like, Joe, if you can save a penny or a pound a day, please save it because you don't... I just... You always need that backup fund and... It's just, I feel like 
from my transition, I've now really looked into just budgeting and opening an account and a savings account and just things like that because I know long term these things are going to benefit me and I feel like as anyone would have you would have an emergency emergency fund and then you would have another fund that you would fall back on so I I didn't know about that I didn't even know anything about that so it just took me time to really learn about these things for me to live independently and I make sure that I'm doing it successfully. You mentioned university what are you studying? So I'm studying um, fashion, PR and branding. It's always been a course that I've always wanted to do. Was university something that was always on the cards for you? Living in residential, I only did three GCSEs. I did maths and English science and then I went to college and then I was like, I did level one media. I then did level two. I did level three, which was um, two years. So I went through every stage and I kind of felt discouraged at one point because, you know, all of my friends who were in, like, my secondary school were at uni in their second year by the time I even started my level three. So I was like, what the hell is this? Um, <laughs> but university, you can go at any age. I know so many people that are in their 30s, 40s at university, like, getting their law degree. It's amazing. And that's one thing that I I kind of, like, was at the beginning of my care journey, I was really upset about because I didn't get to, you know, have a long list of GCSEs to go into further education, just jump straight to level three. I really had to work myself up. For me, I've always wanted to go the extra mile and just get a higher education and just just be able to work wherever I want, if that's away from London or abroad. I've always got the degree to my name. What advice would you give to other care leavers listening into this podcast who might also be thinking about going to university? Speak to your local authorities and look on your university's website. There's so many resources. There's so much help that they give you. Some um, universities give you grants. Definitely look into that because it's it's free support and it's, it's, it's a grant and it's free money that, you know, could potentially help you in, and just be able to be stress-free and maintain you becoming successful on your journey to graduate in. So we're recording this episode in December and it's going to come out in early January 2021. Have you got any plans or resolutions for the new year that you can share with us? Next year, my goal is to just pass my university, um, just create more content. Like, I feel like sometimes... For me to make the content that I do, it is it is like draining sometimes because I have to revisit things and I have to really look deep and be able to be vulnerable. So create more content. And I feel long term, I really, really, I've said it, I've put it out in the world with my affirmations. I want to write a book. I don't know when it's going to come out, but that's something I want to start writing and um, publish and put it out there. Amazing. Can you tell us what it's going to be about? Basically, a guide to living in care from the early stages to semi-independent to then becoming a care leaver. Um, And that's why um, I've been doing the work in looking back at my old files so I can input some real life stuff. I want to make sure that it's authentic and that there's reports in there. This book is something that I want young people to pick up and and read and and be like, okay, this is is what this person said. This is how um, I transitioned and this is how this person did this. That's what it is about. And I feel like I'm so excited to write that and just put tips in there, which I wish that I could have been given at the time that I needed it. So yeah. 
I'm excited for that. Well, for everyone listening in, you heard it here first. Exclusive. <laughs> I'm sure we'll have some copies available via IMO. Yes, of course. Exclusive, exclusive. <laughs> Jojo, tell us where we can find you online. Um, you can find me online at Jojo Slip. So that is J-O-J-O-S-L-I-P-Z-Z. That's on Instagram, Twitter, I've started TikTok now, so if you guys want to follow me on there, because I know the Gen Z are loving that at the moment. <laughs> and YouTube. So, yeah, they're all my platforms um, and all of my other links of, like, pages are on there. So if you're feeling generous, drop a follow. <laughs> Little self-plug there. Jojo, thank you so much for coming on to the IMO podcast today. You've left me and I'm sure our listeners feeling incredibly inspired. It's been a real pleasure to chat to you and we can't wait to pick up a copy of your book when it comes out. Uh, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking to you guys. Thanks for listening. For more stories, experiences and advice from others in care, visit imohub.org.uk. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at IMO underscore latest.